0: Damn it, Nick. I love being on here with you guys, Nick and Joe. I really appreciate it. TLDR, you guys are awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of all ages, the Dork Shared Gooniverse and Geeks Worldwide Radio proudly presents to you the greatest podcasting team in the world. He's the Fry Guy, Nick Fryer. I'm Backcracker Dr. Joe. Together, we are the TLDR Comic Book Club. Bay bay!
1: like that kid (laughs) Swaggins,
0: big fan just said no (laughs) oh what
1: the heck violet come on unbelievable just ruining our day (sighs) how are you doing nicholas i am doing great we're doing a lot of woodward and bernstein in right now i'll tell you that and uh, there's never been a better time to make sure you subscribe to the TLDR audio channels that you got on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify. So if you're finding the show on Docs Twitch, on Twitter, uh, maybe over on YouTube, wherever you guys are finding us right now, if it's on a video stream right now versus our audio channel, make sure you go subscribe there, leave a five-star review. Very much appreciated because – We have had back. We're coming off back-to-back interviews, and guess what? We have another one for you guys this week. If you're watching the live stream right now, you can tell from my background who we talked to. That's Declan Shelby, one of the co-creators of Mister Knight. You know, obviously, we already had Moon Knight, but the character Mister Knight, which we saw on Disney Plus, and now he's got Old Dog coming out from uh, from Image Comics. That's coming out in. So on September 28th, the FOC is this upcoming Monday. So make sure you guys go to your comic book shop, let them know you want this. But Joe, that was an awesome interview. It was, and it was, I think it was back to
0: back to back.
1: This is well, now Paul, it's back to back. Colin back to back. Bunn and, and Declan
0: Shelby. And we may have something else cooking. We will see. But um that was an awesome, that was an awesome chat. And and old dog is a fantastic book. Highly recommend you have mm. if you're listening to us live, you have until Monday. And then when this drops. You'll have a couple of days uh, to Mm -hmm. get to your local comic book shop, say, hey, old dog, number one, throw it on my list, Uh, because it was a kick ass issue. I I love the way he told the story, and it's great because it's one of those books where you can go back, reread it again and pick up on some things uh, that you might have missed. And the way he described the series and where he wants to take it and how long he wants to uh, write it for. I am all in baby.
1: Yeah. This has loads of potential. And that is a thing like you highlight more so than I do. Even like specifically like storytelling and the way that he kind of, the way he does it here again, without getting into spoilers, because it is kind of a spoilerly thing, but the way he does it, it's just like, Whoa, like just yeah. totally catches you off guard. And like you said, like you went back and reread it three times. I was flipping back and forth the entire time I was reading it. Cause there are like two major like twists in the course of it. And it's just like, wait, what? Wait, huh? What's going on? So it was it was wild, uh, awesome stuff. We talked to him again. You know, again, about some Moon Knight stuff. Uh, we're talking about Rogues Gallery, Time Before Time, um, which will lead us into um, catching up. But before we do that, Joe, we did get a bit of news. We had already talked to Melissa Flores about this a little while back, and I think. Ryan Parrott might've told us this, but we don't want to get him in trouble. So we're not going to say anything on that front. Um, but supermassive two has been officially announced. It was at MorphinCon when all, I think all three of them were there, Ryan, Kyle Higgins and uh, Melissa, who we've all had on the show. Supermassive two is coming in April. Uh, just your initial thoughts on this.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I can't wait. We've already started to see the seeds planted a little bit. Um, where at least we we've had some some characters sort of mentioned in the last Radiant Black uh issue from from the other properties. So the first supermassive, which was a fun book, and it was it was funny because like the dead lucky was introduced on like the last page of that, and I yeah. <clears throat> completely forgotten about it. Yeah. because um, you're so focused on, you know radiant black and, and radiant red and, and some of those other characters, um, who we've now gotten to, to know in a little bit more detail. So it'll be very interesting to see what they have planned for supermassive 2, what they have planned for this universe, what titles, um, you know, I, I, we already know that, um, uh, radiant red has been picked up for a second arc. Uh, mm-hmm. dead Lucky's just getting started. So we hope that we get more of that. And, and, I can't wait to see how rogue son plays and all of this. So, um, yeah. Fucking
1: yeah. tremendous! We gotta wait longer though, too. Ready? Freaking the dead lucky. The first issue still hasn't come out. It's coming out next oh, month. Oh Jesus, We're, that's right. Yeah, we yeah. read it like a while ago and did the interview and listened. It's like, oh, we still have to wait for the second issue. That's not gonna be till October. Uh, it was awesome—the art, everything in that story. That first issue was great. But yeah, I'm very excited to see what that character brings to the massive verse. And I'm really curious, like, what is gonna bring them all together this time? Like last time, it was like this—this this event, that kind of like tiny little event, or not tiny, but like a controlled event that brought them together now that you know rogue sun's been around for a while it's a different rogue sun than yep. what we saw in supermassive you know I, I think that you have potential to make this a little bit bigger and again especially with the stuff going on in radiant black which we've been talking about quite a bit on here there in especially after reading radiant black 17 there's a lot of potential for supermassive 2 i don't want to go and create like these ridiculous expectations just so we're let down like a lot of people like to do with the mcu but I would love to see them kind of go nuts here. But they don't have to. They can also like take their time with itself. So they want to introduce other characters and so on. But been kicking ass, and I'm very excited for that to come in April. But a lot of Massiverse stuff between now and then. Uh, also, did we got to do a little bit of catching up with some things? Uh, for me, this past week, I read Hulk eight, so I'm all ca- caught up on that. Uh, some awesome stuff there. Some the, the the Banner of War stuff with the with uh, Hulk and Thor was great. Um, and then Canary issue two i did read that over on Comicsology. just I, I can't wait to tell you about this book um you know when when it comes time to uh, talk about it on the show just first two issues absolute bangers
0: yeah I, I have to catch up on hulk and i can't wait to read uh canary because that was what I, I was definitely interested in Man. um yeah i caught up on a couple things i so i caught up on uh x-men 13 i i had to read that because x-men 14 came out this week and so i, mm. I I'll touch on that in a bit. Um, Dark Spaces is Wildfire number one. This is Scott Snyder and uh, Hayden Sherman. Look at that baby! Look wow. at that! Yeah, you uh, write it down write. to
1: make sure you got to write this.
0: I, I just, I just time stamped it. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> so the, there's the first two issues are out. I've read the first issue. Dibs! All right. it's yeah. fantastic. It's awesome. It's it's a great premise. Uh, where you have these um, these these sort of uh, you know convicts, they're in they're in prison, and and the first issue sort of you know Scott does a great job at you know you know this is this character, so you're introduced to a handful of these characters and why they're in prison, you know how long they've been on the team, right? There's there's some greenhorns on there that are newly convicted, there's some that have been there for a while and they'll be there for a while, and then you sort of have the leader who's sort of you know the corrections officer and. Right just how the story how, how the story unfolds and how the first issue ends up and what they decide to do. Um, you know, in perfect Scott Snyder way he's he's thrown a bunch of threads out there and I, I can't wait for him to sort of pull that knot and tie it all together, which is going to be it, it seems like it's gonna be excellent. So dark spaces wildfire, Scott Snyder, uh, Hin Sherman, first two issues are out there you should still be able to find those at your comic shop pick them up highly recommend it mm. um and oh. then getting ready for our interview that uh, that will be dropping tomorrow i went ahead and i read uh time before time issues 1 through 6 so i read finally the first arc and um and so there's 15 issues out and it is awesome 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 there's a lot of time travel stuff the the, the story the premise you got you've got two factions uh you know Going against each other and you've got, you know, time jumps going from the year know forty five all the way back to 1963 and essentially you have these smugglers who are smuggling people out of different time dimensions or into different time dimensions, you know, they've they've saved up their money, they have to leave for whatever reason whether it's they just want to live a different life or maybe they're criminals and they need to get rid. And so, like, these smugglers will take them, you know, to different time periods. And uh, it's wild. Uh, The first arc is absolutely fantastic. I'm going to spend the weekend ripping through the rest of it to get all caught up. Uh, Nice. So I enjoyed this very much.
1: Nice. So that'll be something that you're expecting to do on the show at some point. I know you've been holding off on that one for a little bit. So I'm excited to hear you talk about it in more detail. Uh, We can move now, though, into what's new for this week and we've talked about it a little bit I mentioned on changed my mind that's a little bit of a slimmer week although for marvel they did have quite a bit of books that came out joe you want to take us through some of the releases yeah yeah it's it's
0: slim for everyone else but marvel but i'd still say it's slim mm-hmm. uh because there's a whole lot of in here mm-hmm. uh, but x-men 14 uh which i'll get to in a second X Force 31, Moon Knight Black, White, and Blood number four, uh, Mm -hmm. Obi-Wan number four, uh, Knights of X number five, Ant-Man number two, Amazing Fantasy 1000. Uh, I didn't even know Amazing Fantasy was a thing. Uh, The Variants number three, Thunderbolts number one, uh, which you'll talk about in a little bit. um, Iron Mm -hmm. Fist number five, Deadpool Bad Blood number four, Fortnite Marvel Zero War number four. Mm-hmm. Wild cards, the drawing of cards, number two. Thunderbolts, Marvel Tales, number two. Mech Strike Hunters, number three. Uh, and there's a couple books you want to talk about real quick, but I just want to do a quick hit mm-hmm. on X Men. I was out on X Men probably around issue eight, nine when Hickman was running. It was just too much. It was the the, the data pages where right. I couldn't take it anymore, and all the different titles. And then when Duggan took over. Uh, I didn't been I, I really enjoyed the first arc um of X-Men. And I was even start I was even enjoying the second arc, but the last several issues um it's been a giant clusterfuck. Mm, because really? well, because now it's just like it's like it's not just X-Men anymore, it's now Axe and it's eternal, it's it's everything. Oh, and so it's just like it, there's so much going on. I just want a fucking X-Men book that I can read and enjoy and the X-Men go off and, and and they do their things, which they had been doing so far under uh, in, in this run. And now there's just so, so many X-Men titles that are all like, yeah. you have to read them all to know what's going on. It's like they're doing a massive event without doing an event, right? It's almost as like if DC were to say, here's Batman, but you have to read every single Batman title that's going on of which they probably have about two dozen of in order to figure out what's going on. And Mm -hmm. so, I just it drove me bananas it started I, I i'm this close to jumping off x-men again
1: yeah it's tough and i and i do want to look into acts i don't think i'll go and read all the tie-ins but because I, I think gillen's writing acts if i'm not mistaken but the right. thing is like you're you, you you're right like when it comes to x-men it's like there's so much going on and that's really cool in a lot of ways but doing so much at once like sure like the people who are the diehard x fan x-men fans like look we love x-men but in terms of reading like i, I wouldn't say we're as diehard as some people like our buddy Ferg over at Geeks Worldwide. Like he reads all X-Men stuff. But like it's tough to do that and then go and read DC stuff, go and read Image Stuff. I mean, Image Stuff puts out a ton, you know, a ton of great stuff too. Boom, AWA. Like we like to diversify and read as much as we can. And there's other stuff at Marvel that we read outside of X-Men. So it's just like I get what they're trying to do, you know, trying to run a business, all this different stuff. But at the same it's time, too much. It's like, yeah, like you're you the peep the small group, you're definitely like taken care of, and that's awesome, but It's a little bit too much for the people who want to go and read a bunch of different things. But I will say, also, like X Men, like they still have their own office. They've been doing pretty well, and they're doing without the benefit of having like these killer movies. I know, you know, Marvel MCU, it all helps itself, but still, it's not the same as like uh, as an Ant Man that probably gets a little help or something to that end. Um, Speaking of X Men stuff, though, for me, Gambit is is a title that I had highlighted for a while. Read that first issue and is. Very much let down because this is like set in the past, like around Gambit's first appearance, you know, back in you know, it was the 80s, whenever he first appeared in the X-Men stuff. And um the second issue was like better. It was definitely more Gambit. But at the same like, – like you're getting like his personality and like normal Gambit stuff. But at the same time, it's just like eh, – like I just don't – it's just nothing. It's just – not like it's not exciting. It's like some of the action's cool. Like he is a little bit more of a badass, but like that's like that's not enough. Like I kind of sounds
0: sounds uninspired.
1: Yes, that's that would, like like you know, Claremont's
0: just is, resting on his laurels.
1: Yep, yeah, that is exactly the that is the best way to encapsulate Joe. It's uninspired. That's what it is. So art's cool. Art's well done. No no issues with the art. Um, like but in terms of the story, it's just you know again say it all the time. Gambit, I get frustrated. Like We talked about recently about like, does DC have a Red Hood problem? I feel like Marvel, it's not like this huge thing because Gambit's so much in the backburn of X Men stuff, never mind the larger Marvel landscape. But it's like, you know, they just don't get them right. It's really frustrating. Not, um, not,
0: not to blow up Ryan Parrott's spot again, but he had a really good pitch for what he would do with Gambit. Uh-huh. And uh, uh, I know Marvel's not listening, but someone like, get Ryan Parrott to write fucking gambit and all yeah. and, and and you'll all of a sudden have a property that people care about and maybe maybe just maybe that gambit movie you want to put out might come out
1: yeah honest to god like well that's the thing too like there's look there's a lot of writers that we interview and, and artists as well that we really enjoy talking to ryan parents one of the few out there who it's like you know whoever that guy wants to write like i'm I trust him. Like he's, he has so many awesome ideas and he knows like where to push buttons and push boundaries and different things like that. I mean, what we've seen with just with what we've seen with rogue Sun and what he did in mighty Morphin after all the shattered grid stuff that he did with Kyle Higgins. I am very much in on Ryan parody. You know that already, but like, it's just, yeah. Gambit. Oh, and then the idea that he had absolutely couldn't agree more. So a um, little bit of frustration on that end. And then with Thunderbolts, this is one I saw and like, okay, we see the cover Hawkeye's in charge. Cover kind of looks kidsy. I know Jim Zub's a writer and he's a good writer. But I was like, I don't know. But, you know, slimmer, weak, mostly Marvel stuff. I'm behind on Knights of X like by a few issues. I'm like, all right, let's check out Thunderbolts. And uh, you know what, Joe? Not bad. Like, I I don't think I'm going to stick on it because there's so much other stuff. But like, I, I think it's, if you like Hawkeye, if you paid attention to the Devil's Reign stuff, um, if you're interested in learning about like Monica Rambeau, maybe spending some time with Luke Cage, possibly—I'm not sure how much—I I think like this is something that you should look into. It was—it was definitely a good first issue. It's just like I don't know if I care enough about the characters, and that's no one's fault really. It's just other than whoever put the team together, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's not my, you know, but that doesn't sound too bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's like it definitely has a reach to like some younger audiences too. It's not kidsy, but it definitely has that reach. So you know, if you have kids who like are interested in Hawkeye in any capacity, like this is a that's a good place to kind of go with them. Um, But let's move forward to DC. We don't have anything we want to highlight this week, so I'll just run through it real fast. Uh, Flash the annual for Flash, the annual for Harley Quinn for Wonder Girl, Um, and then we got Sandman Universe Nightmare Country issue five, Harley Quinn the Animated Series, the Real Sidekicks. Of New Gotham Special Issue 1. Friggin Figure out
0: your deal. Jesus. Oh,
1: my God. That's like 12 words. Um, And then Superman War World Apocalypse Issue 1. Which you're going to read that, right?
0: I think so. Because I think this is going to be what kickstarts Superman returning to Earth.
1: Mm, gotcha. So. Okay. Yeah. Then we look over at image. We have ant issue five, hellcop issue ten, which speaking of our guy Ferg, I think he reviewed that for Geeks Worldwide. Loaded Bible, Blood of My Blood issue six. Um, and then we got Magic Three, Magic Order Three, Issue Two. I talked about the Magic Order, uh, the first two volumes, mainly just the first volume, but the second volume was just as good, if not better. And I'm going to read the third one. I just don't know if I'm going to trade with it, which I do feel bad considering that for all the stuff we talk about with the creators on here, but it's like, this is, this is so awesome. I I kind of want to binge this one right off the rip. Um, Nothing from skybound, right? As far as we know. Nope. Yep. As far as we know. Nope. Boom. We have, we only find them when they're dead issue 13 power Rangers unlimited. The death ranger issue one, the vampire slayer issue five, firefly 20th anniversary, special issue one. And then we each have a book we want to dig into why don't you go first?
0: Yeah, so House of Slaughter Eight came out the, came out uh, this week, and so I, I talked about my my disappointment with the first arc uh, and the, the second arc. It's so apparently we're in part three now, and I'm a little confused by that. But what we've gotten so far, um, I, I enjoyed the first several issues, and then the past two. Um, getting to that point, like we're not going anywhere. Huh. It's just, it's just it's just dialogue. We we need to move the story forward. You know, this is I'm starting to feel about this arc now how I did it about the first arc, and maybe looking back at the first arc and going, maybe it's not as bad as I thought it was. Right. It's it's losing my attention because nothing's happening. It's just a character on a boat talking uh to um, you know, his little um, you know, possessed creature there and it's basically the past two issues uh, have just been dialogue back and forth there's been no action there's been no real moving the plot forward and i'm starting to lose interest and Uh it was announced yesterday by boom that they're coming out with a new series called the book of slaughter so we got house of slaughter (laughs) We got now the book of slaughter so basically what i'm finding out is that I, there's two things I really need, over, you know, from this series. One is Something is Killing the Children because that's Erica Slaughter, you know, uh, focused heavy that's but if you're going to do some spin-offs, uh, maybe do something go back in time to the origin of the House of Slaughter, to this world, give us some of that. Give it, We need more mo- that's what makes Something is Killing the Children so special is the monsters. And I'm not we're not getting dick right now. Mm-hmm. Um with that and so there's a real pacing problem there's a real action problem there's a real lack of monsters problem um i'm going to give it one more issue if the next issue doesn't like hook me back in i think i'm probably just going to stick with mainline something's killing the children
1: sounds like too much tynan
0: again it's not sure. Tiny tynan, though <laughs> tynan's not drawing it's not writing this right and Della not drawing <laughs> it i mean they got artists that are the writing the writer is good it's just you know it's just all dialogue like i mm. want so it's the plotting
1: that's the problem yeah
0: the plotting and the pace is brutal
1: yeah so with the book of slaughter that sounds more like what you kind of want though are you you think you're going to go back and give that give that I mean I'm I'm definitely going
0: to read the first issue right but like I'm about to just drop house of slaughter if it doesn't Hmm. you know yeah really kick it it's got to kick it up several gears Um, book of slaughter has potential but we got to see what it's about and again like give us what we want
1: that's all yeah yeah no Total, totally makes sense uh as for me alice ever after dan Panosian who talked about with uh canary a little like a little earlier in the show he is the creator on this and he is one of two artists on the story but he's also the writer uh final issue of alice ever after so when grim when the first arc of grim because i'm assuming that's an ongoing thing over at boom if not it's going to end in issue five or six um We'll be doing a show on those hopefully at the same time. This was awesome. Like the 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 ending of this is like man, mm-hmm. like you know, it makes it makes sense, but also it's like oh wow, you really went that fucking way. This is <laughs> so like this is everything that you expected to be. It's one of the trippier books that was out there right now. Um, and if you like that kind of thing, like Alice Ever After, when the trade comes together, if you haven't been reading it the whole way through, this is definitely something that'll be worth picking up. And I will talk about more in detail on the show down the line um Joe, so you want to take us through everything else that we got here and we'll save awa for last
0: yeah yeah so we got um let's see breakout three from dark horse from idw we have tmnt baxter stockman um i don't particularly like to cover for this but i will pick it up hmm. um transformers last bot standing number four uh for you trekkies out there star trek picard stargazer number one and d and d Ravenloft. Orphan of Agony, oh, well, number three. That's um, <laughs> so From so Dynamite, true. we have Red Sony, number 12, written by Mirka and Dolfo. Uh, from Comicsology, we have Barnstormers, number two, and The All Nighter, number nine. Um, Aftershock, we have Dogs of London, number four, and The Ocean Will Take Us, number five. And Vault, a great, uh, a great book, one that I'm considering talking about on the show at some point. West of Sundown, uh, number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Nick. Uh, From AWA, we have the Joneses number five, uh, but you want to discuss real quick Devil's Highway volume two, number four.
1: Yep. So this is the penultimate issue of the second arc of this story. And the, the, Benjamin Percy, friend of the show, we've had on a couple of times now. He's done a great job with this title. Uh, it's one of my favorites that AWA has put out, period. Um, don't ask me to rank my top five because then because that would be a little bit too tough right now. But I think it would be in that conversation. And the Sharon, who's one of the two main characters, although she's probably the main character she is tough man she's a badass and like i've said that on the show when i talked about it at length a little while back but you get there's a specific scene here that we get with her where she's trying to like like take things in a certain direction because shit's really starting to hit the fan here even more so than it did in the first um the first arc and she just like gets real real fucking cold-blooded and it is awesome so um i i love that character i love this story i definitely think they could go and do a third arc and you know as long as awa wants it i would think as long and as long as benjamin percy wants to continue writing it i'm blanking on the artist and i'm an asshole for doing that um <laughs> but like as long as they want to keep doing it like i'm going to keep reading it this is awesome stuff they have not missed on a single issue yet
0: we may never do another trade issue on this show again, but if we do, mm. <laughs> yeah. this is high on my list uh to get to because, um you know, at this rate, we might, we might do what 12 mainline episodes this season. Yeah. I mean, I mean it, this, yeah. this year. Considering. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez, we could, if we, if we really wanted to, we could and just like did it all willy nilly and just said yes to absolutely everything. We wouldn't have to do one till like December again. That the email we just got recently.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if we could do like, you know, you know. It, it, I think if we wanted to, we could just probably switch to an all interview format and just do that.
1: We could, yeah, and just that, but, and then the what's new and solicits. Yeah, we could yeah, probably. But no,
0: no, I like talking about these nope. uh, these books. So yeah,
1: we'll probably do a couple mainline stuff. Um, you know, in September and in October, we're going to mix some of them in. Um, but also we say that and it's like, we have like other interviews that we may do. And then we have one in the hopper that we kind of set up a little bit at, uh, at Boston fan expo. And we haven't yeah. even knocked down that door yet. And one we wanted yeah. to do for a long time. So it's like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, just <laughs> never ends. But Hey, you know, what? we love it. So it doesn't matter. And you guys love it too. So, um, we're just going to keep fucking doing it. Right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, baby. So solicit next week. Um, so until then, Stay sexy. (laughs) (laughs) I like Nick's just like, I'm out. All right, we're done.